First in our Bill of Rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions, to think your own thoughts, and to say what's on your mind. We couldn't have liberty without it. Now, more than ever, it's good to spout off, to listen, debate, and participate. Here's your host of Spouting Off, commentator, columnist, and all-around rabble-rouser, Karen Cataline. Welcome, everyone, to Spouting Off. We start another week here in February. Do you pronounce the R in February or you just say February? That's what I say, and that's what most people say. What a week and what a time we are having. Uh, There are things going on that are just astonishing, and it keeps happening, and I don't know if it's a blessing or a curse to be doing talk radio at times like this, but I got to thinking about what new can I bring to the table in such times as these. Number one, your calls, your thoughts via mail, by phone, by whatever, by carrier pigeon are always welcome here. I do get email at karen at karencataline.com. That's karen at karencataline.com, the name of my website. And you are welcome to weigh in on issues. Some people don't like to call, but they do write me. Uh, And also, If you're listening live, you can call in at 603-816-1590. So I was thinking, what new can I bring to the table as events continue to unfold and we have a propaganda media that keeps telling us a reality, trying to spin a reality that our common sense says isn't really happening. I've heard many metaphors for this from being gaslighted to we're living in a matrix, we're living in an alternate universe, but your common sense and mine, which doesn't always agree because agreement is not, uh, the, the goal here, uh, the search for truth, dissent, debate, We revere that or there would never have been talk radio. Talk radio is the very most core kind of town hall meeting that you can have. Whether or not you're calling in live or you're just listening, you're listening to a person's opinion to comment for commentary and, and, uh, you know, among other things, not only are we being fed a narrative that just never seems to ring true on so many issues, so many, not just one, but hosts of issues were being fed a narrative that even people like Bill Maher are beginning to say, why why aren't you paying attention to the additional information, whether it be COVID, COVID, or uh, anything that was done related to that? That's when we seem to fall off the turnip truck. That's when we seem to to cross over the Rubicon into flat-out brazen propaganda, ignoring any and all information that didn't comport with that, and to top it off, censoring and punishing and smearing and framing people who dared to ask questions Anybody over the age of 25, 30, 40, whatever, remembers how we were horrified, maybe it's a little longer than that, at the old Soviet Union that, uh, and, and communist countries all around this world, from Venezuela and Cuba to China, that endeavors to control people's thoughts, beliefs, ideals, values, Uh, If you can control all that with a person, you can control the person, can you not? And there has been uh, an ongoing attack on all of those things in America, more visible than I think we've ever, ever seen. So what could I bring to the table uh, 
that is somehow different, because I talk about that. I mean, if it's true and if you believe it from your heart and your soul, you're going to talk about it uh, again and again and see examples of it or see examples of where you're wrong and you could be you could be mistaken. That too has gone by the wayside. The ability to say, I was wrong. I, I screwed up. I'll try to do better. Only one side is being told that they're wrong, that they screwed up. And not only should they do better, but they should be shut down. And that's the side trying to push a narrative, many narratives that are simply not true. Like for example, if you believe that there are two genders, male and female, and then there's gender dysphoria, people who are confused about their gender, and a social contagion that is creating more and more gender dysphoric people. That used to be kind of common sense. Now, if you express that opinion, you're considered anti-gay, anti-trans, anti-LGBT, anti-whatever by people who are anti-dissent, people who are anti-free speech, people who, for all intents and purposes, are anti-American, right? Because those are the values of America. We know the difference between words, ideas, dissent, disagreement, and action, such as violence, hostility, uh, committing crimes against your fellow citizens. Words, unless you're screaming fire in a crowded theater, are words. Actions are actions. Anyway, what could I bring to the table? Well, one thing is if our culture and our values, our most deeply held principles and values are under attack daily, and I mean that daily, we are seeing how due process, uh, 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 frustration tolerance, you know, trying to control your emotions until you have all the facts, not blaming an entire group of people for what a few people did, erasing individuality, so many other values which are at the heart, at the very root of what is being attacked in this country right now. Uh, if, if that's being attacked, then don't we need to be reminded of those values? That doesn't mean I'm moralizing. It means once upon a time, America agreed with certain basic principles. Now, I'm not like the greatest fan of these old-fashioned shows like, like I, I am of some, the Andy Griffith show, right? I thought it was a little hokey, a little corny, and I never really watched it much. But if you watch it today and you see just how many how how many chasms away from that we are today, what you recognize is Hollywood in that day, which is very early 60s, maybe late 50s, they were catering to a fairly agreed upon, can't do that today with technology, but a, <laughs> a fairly agreed upon set of ideals such as uh, struggling to know the right thing to do, uh, what is right and wrong? Does a father teach his son a moral lesson? If he breaks a window, shouldn't he pay for it? He shouldn't uh, blame others for his mistakes. Um, uh, mother advice, like if Jimmy jumped off a building, would you too? If he ran in front of a bus, would you do it too? No. Uh, all of those things America kind of agreed on. And so it is important, and I'm going to start focusing on this more with different and more guests to talk about it, the values that made this country great. Now, uh, those who have uh, said, you know what, I'm not going to buy into this notion that America is evil and a racist country after we elected a black president not once but twice, uh, I am not going to buy into the idea that all men are toxic, white people are evil, black people are victims, and on and on it goes. And that we all must uh, uh, feel bad about the history of America when America and its values celebrating individuality has been responsible for the greatest prosperity possibly in the history of the world. And now, America and her values, that's 
our values, basic, common sense, right or wrong values are now under attack. So one of the ways that I remind myself, I don't think you have to be reminded if you either a person of faith or if you're a person who who's lived enough life to know that there is such a thing as right and wrong, lying and inciting violence, lying and and corruption, paying to playing in politics, these things are wrong. Our constitution says so. But as I've said too many times when the arsonists are in charge of the fire brigade, there is no accountability. And, and you could be thinking that you're somehow crazy. Maybe I'm the crazy one that thinks that a person ought not to sell out his country, for example, to the World Health Organization, so that under the next pandemic, America will not have any sovereignty. We will be uh, governed and, and uh, dictated to by the World Health Organization, and the news uh, said Biden negotiated a deal. You don't negotiate a deal when you hand over the hook, the line, and the sinker. What are you getting in that negotiation other than to turn America's fate over to a corrupt national body uh, indicated by the phenomenal amount of corruption and Marxist ideology that was pushed down our throat in the last pandemic, right? We know these things are wrong. So uh, sometimes we need reminders and I will simply have to uh, uh, talk more about this another time because I found a movie and, and this is what I do. I watch some of the television, the movies, the media from the past before it was corrupted and poisoned by wokeism. I don't, I, I, I look for that and I see how common it was. I don't have the time to go into the movie because I was much too verbose. That's what talk show hosts do, they're verbose. But look for a movie called Devotion. I will be speaking of it much more later. It defies all the stereotypes. I'm sure it will make the left mad because it's based on a true story. It really happened. And it was a marvel of a movie simply because it actually was made in 2022. Devotion, that's the, the name of the movie. I'll be telling you more about that. We're going to welcome our guest right after this and shift gears. Boy, you're not going to want to miss this. This is cool. Karen Cataline, you're listening to Spouting Off here on WSMN and stations across the country. Don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. Every MyPillow is made with passion here in my home state of Minnesota to ensure you get the best sleep of your life. One of the things that I really like about MyPillow is the support. It gives my neck a little hug. I've never slept better in my life. What's better than a great night's sleep? Call or go online to take advantage of my best offer ever. For a limited time, when you use your promo code, you can get premium My Pillows regularly $69.98, now only $29.98. With our 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Sleep well, America! Call 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM, R-A-M. That's 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Wouldn't it be great if life came with a remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to or hit rewind. Like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh-oh. Or that time you forgot to roll up your windows in the car wash. Fantastic. Yeah, a remote control would have come in handy then. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome. But pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes like managing your weight, getting active, stopping smoking, and eating healthier, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. It's easy to learn your risk. Take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. 
Life doesn't come with a remote control. Yikes! So you're on your own with the wasps. You have the power to take control of prediabetes. Visit doihaveprediabetes.org today. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Spouting off with Karen Catalina will return in a moment. Share healthcare? How can I help? I missed the deadline. Um, what deadline? The healthcare deadline. I'm locked out. We don't have any deadlines at Share Healthcare. You can enroll with us at any time. Oh, but can I afford it? Share Healthcare programs start at $149 a month. Less than $5 a day. Can I keep my doctor? Absolutely. Pick your own doctor and hospital. Amazing. How do I join? Just visit ShareHealthcare.com. ShareHealthcare.com. Sign up for Karen's newsletter and read her columns at KarenCataline.com. Now back to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Welcome back, everyone, to Spouting Off. I'm Karen Cataline, proudly sitting behind the microphone in my own show instead of the many other shows that I do for other people. Uh, Our next guest, our very first guest, is someone I've known for a couple of years or known of. This is a man who is not afraid to stand up and make some waves. He has a lot of things to teach conservatives in general about... um, being attacked and what you do about it. And he's had a lot of successes. His name is Arthur Shopper. And uh, the radical left really has targeted him, which means he must be doing something right because he's stirring up a lot of, uh, has been all along, hostility and frustration on the left. He is the field director for a group called Mass Resistance, an international pro-family anti-LGBT activist organization that actually does make a difference. It doesn't mean they're, well, I'll let him explain. He began volunteering with Mass Resistance in 2014 and then was hired full-time where he's worked ever since. Uh, And uh, he has had, there are some, you may have heard me talk about what happened, for example, in Idaho, which is what made me want to give Arthur a call so we could hear his side of the story instead of the media's side of the story. Arthur Shopper from Mass Resistance, thank you for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me on, Karen. I appreciate it. It is great to have you. Why don't you give people kind of an overview of Mass Resistance, what it does, and then we'll get into some of the uh, successes that you've had uh, in in uh, what you do. Absolutely, thank you so much. So, Mass Resistance, as you as you stated, we're the international pro family group that makes the difference. We see the LGBT agenda and all of its perverse, destructive, Marxist undertones, and how it's just a full frontal assault on the culture, on the country, and on communities. A lot of pro-family groups do not understand the need to confront this agenda in full and speak the truth, uh, speak the truth exposing, exposing the lies of this agenda. There is a pervasive problem, especially on the right, not to want to confront, not to want to speak to the fundamental problems. Homosexual behavior is inherently destructive. It's not genetic. People are not born in the wrong body. Therefore, we shouldn't be attributing civil rights to destructive behaviors. We have been sounding the alarm on this uh, on this cultural Marxist destruction for a long time. I mean, you had a congressman in Florida who even submitted the 45 platforms for the Communist Party, and it included normalizing homosexuality, normalizing transgenderism, um, promoting sexual deviance, and undermining marriage. And here we are now in 2023, and we're seeing the perverse and corrosive effects of destroying the family and and undermining normal, healthy sexuality. Uh, Mass resistance, we help mothers, fathers, citizens, activists all around to fight back against this agenda, to take back their schools, to take back their 
to take back their cities, to take back their communities, and to fight this effectively. You stand for truth, you speak the truth, and we also fortify them to push back on those very attacks from the left. Uh, Our latest article, it it was uh, released following some of the work I've been doing in Montana. You know, the newspapers, they rely on a hate group in Alabama called the Southern Poverty Law Center. They have a long history of defaming Jews, Muslims, immigrants, Christians. Their hate map is actually, it is that. It targets people for hateful retaliation. And it defamed, you know, they've defamed me, among others, as you mentioned in the introduction. But unlike a lot of conservatives, we don't try to, you know, cue towards a more centrist or a more moderate tone. We stand for truth and we fight back. And we've been very successful at forcing newspapers to retract those defamatory remarks from that hate group in Alabama. And so we fortify, we strengthen parents to fight this, tell the truth about these um, destructive agendas, the destructive behaviors. And I like what I said in Chula Vista. We need to make male and female great again, make marriage great again, and make mom and dad great again. And those are key tenets of what mass resistance is all about. We're talking to Arthur Shopper from Mass Resistance. As you were talking, I thought to myself, you know, there are a lot of people that are conservative, Republican, and they don't always agree. I don't always agree with you. And I think that the split in the, in the, uh, on the conservative side came when, and we're right in the middle of it, Arthur, People are horrified by a clear agenda to corrupt children. And before that, they fancied themselves open-minded and live and let live, whatever two adults do in the privacy of their home uh, or private uh, that are consenting, that's their business. We were told people who were, you know, culturally kind of liberal, and that's a broad spectrum of people. Uh, we were told that the idea of a slippery slope of of um, uh, recruiting people into transgenderism, creating a social contagion for gay and trans behavior, uh, yeah. and, oh, I don't know, uh, sex changes for nine-year-olds, mastectomies yeah. on nine-year-olds. We were told that you were hysterical if you said that, and you're crazy for thinking it, and you're just an anti-gay person. I was told, I was called anti or like uh, b- to believe transgenders are are dangerous. No, the politics is dangerous, and we are, or, are uh, unified by this notion that the slippery slope that we were told were crazy, we're on the slippery slope now. Yes, and the slippery slope is real. That's the transition. Yeah, and, that's and the I transition have to give a special, I see. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I just can't hold back. I have to point this out. Brian Kamaker, the president of our organization, he put together a documentary with other staff, and one of the first statements he makes, this, the documentary is what gay marriage did to Massachusetts. And he states very succinctly, succinctly, the slippery slope is real. It is not a logical fallacy. It is exactly what's happening. This is, and this yes. goes back to why mass resistance, we've been effective because we're not afraid to point out that the behaviors are destructive. There isn't a gay identity or a trans identity. These are, these are traumatic uh, aberrations that result from abuse, neglect, confusion, molestation, or shame. If you don't get to the fundamental truth of the matter, you can't win this fight. And the truth is, you see how Republicans, as well as Democrats, they've completely caved. They go, oh, I'm not anti-gay. Just don't push this on the kids. That doesn't work. It just doesn't work because that's precisely the pushback. Uh, We were working with mothers and fathers even in Alaska. In Alaska, they were pushing drag queens on kids. You have these beautiful moms and dads who care about their children speaking out at the Anchorage Assembly. And right away, one of the most vicious leftists on 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 the committee board just said, well, you know what? You guys are haters and you guys want to discriminate and hurt people just for who they are and the way they're born. You see, you've got to get to the truth. No, people are not born that way. They're not born in the wrong body. LGBT is not forever. I give a special shout-out to the state senator of Florida named Elena Garcia when she was one of the tie-breaking votes to pass the parents' rights bill. 
LGBT is not forever. We have to stand for truth. I don't want to hear about log cabin Republicans. I don't want to. I don't mm. support gays against groomers. We are very vocal, mass resistance. We want to win the war, not just have a couple of skirmishes. And we're getting those results. Our team in Wyoming speaks out boldly against LGBT indoctrination. Our team in Idaho, we have a number of teams in Idaho that are doing incredible stuff. And they are they, they are they stand rock steady on the truth. The stuff shouldn't be normalized to kids or adults. Drag entertainment, it isn't even for adults. If you're a grown up and you're a mature person, why do you get a kick out of going to a, a cabaret at, on well, a Saturday night to watch a creepy man dressed up as a woman? But back to a central a, point you make, we gotta yeah, fight for the uh, kids. Totally Ar- agree. Arthur? Yeah. yeah, and 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 I've told you before, and I'm really saying it for the record because we're an example of the fact that you and I disagree on certain points. There are nuances to these arguments. It isn't just you either agree with everything the LGBT political agenda stands for, or you're anti-gay. That's what they do. You and I have many different differences. Uh, I was in the theater for thirty years. I worked with lots of gay and even, I, I don't know how many trans people, because it was so tiny a population. Now it's exploded. Um, mm-hmm. I see it. I'm just saying this because I know a lot of people believe this, that that this whole agenda, which has been uh, uh, funded a lot by Soros money and others, is a political weapon and a tool being used on children and on on American values. You can be very libertarian and believe, look, if you want, you know, the old phrase, it's your mouth, you can haul coal in it if you want. Just do not force this agenda on children who cannot give consent and brainwash them and groom them And I'm allowed or you're allowed to think that gay lifestyles are wrong, are sinful, whatever you want, as long as you don't commit a crime against them. But on the the issue of children, on the issue of nine-year-olds getting mastectomies, that's an issue we can all agree on because it isn't about an individual. It is about a system that is using this to attack people. And even the people that think they're for it are really just useful idiots in this political agenda. Your thoughts? So, you know, I understand I understand where you're coming from, and I, I want your listeners to understand that this is not a you know, this is not a this is not a hostile interview by any stretch. This isn't the McLaughlin group. Not but at I do all. feel where I'm at a point now when it comes, when I look at the conservative movement or look at the country as a whole, by the way, mass resistance, we're not a political group allied with Republican or Democrat. We've worked with registered Democrats who have helped us fight this anti-family destruction. Chula Vista, I just mentioned, that city is 80% Democrat. And they did not want drag queens grooming their kids. They didn't want the, they don't want LGBT anything. I've talked to registered Democrats in California. So this isn't about partisanship. We've gone after Republicans who have caved on this issue. Um, but see, we, we see a larger intellectual framework that needs to be confronted. The live and let live impulse that we've all wanted, those days are over. Live and let live has led to LGBT militants invading libraries, invading public spaces, and pushing sexual degradation and perversion. The slippery slope is real, as we've mentioned, but we're here in the first place because it was normalized in the first place. If we think it's okay for a man to walk around wearing a dress, guess what? That's automatically grooming kids. I confronted a liberty activist here in Santa Monica. He's like, oh, I'm free. I have bodily autonomy, and it's okay for me to wear high-heeled shoes. It's like, no, it's not okay. You're wearing women's shoes. There are kids around, and you're setting up this confusion. When I testified in the hearing in Montana last week, I pointed out these drag shows, this isn't nice, nice entertainment. This, is, uh, this isn't about diversity. This is about breaking down the safeguards that children need to develop when dealing with perverse or questionable individuals. We have social workers, again, back to Chula Vista, who inform the public about this. This is no longer about two consenting adults in private. And frankly, because we've had this licentious attitude, it inevitably spills out into the public sphere. Well, it's being um, forced I give a, I gotta, onto I gotta children. I got to add this. I got to add yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, please. If, if we care about the kids so much, that means we have to. This is no longer. This is not about religion. 
this is, I don't care what you worship at this point, but there's a natural law and a natural reality we have to uphold. And that is that kids need their mom and their dad as much as possible. Two dads don't cut it, two, two moms do not cut it. It has furthered and fomented this perversion. Selfish adults put their desires ahead of the needs of kids. That is wrong. And furthermore, even our own language as we're discussing this, there's nothing gay about two men abusing each other. There's nothing gay about two women, a man using a man as if he's a woman. I know this is a bit graphic, but we have to start having this discussion as a culture and as a society. You can't make America first if you treat American children second. There is no point to building a wall along our border if we don't restore and solidify what a family is. And that's been under attack in rigorous fashion. And we saw shamefully as both parties allowed this so-called Disrespect for Marriage Act to be shoved down our throats to allow two men to pretend to be married. It's not a private matter. Marriage is not a private matter. It doesn't mean everybody's in the bedroom, but it's a status, it's an institution where a man says to the woman, I do, and says, I don't, to the rest of the public. Why do I go to this length? We provide this intellectual activism, this intellectual fortitude to our activists. And you'll notice, you, you're interviewing me. You're not interviewing the Heritage Foundation. You're inter interviewing Mass Family Institute. Sorry, I got to name some names here. They are tinkering around the edges. They want to put up a nice opposition, but nothing changes. With mass resistance, we are changing things. We shut down these drag shows. We are fighting to restore uh, reparative or reintegrative therapy so people can break free of homosexual desires or transgender confusion. We want the culture to change. And you know what? That means some people don't agree with us. It means that big money runs away from us. We don't have the problems. Uh, however, when you stick to these principles, you don't have a problem getting people on board once they agree, with, once, they, once they see the fight that's at stake. I, you, know, you know, people might think it's, I'm going a little far here, but I see mass resistance the same way that the abolitionists were before the Civil War. People looked at the abolitionists like they were creepy and freaky. They didn't like how outspoken they were. Slavery is wrong, full stop. It's not just a private matter between two individuals, and it couldn't just be reduced to a popular sovereignty vote. We all saw what happened in Kansas. It turned into a mini-civil war. This is a fight of right and wrong. And, it, and, okay, and at me, some point we just, have to uh, go, hey, we've got to fight for what's right. And that's what mass resistance me, let does. Let me step in here because we do have to take a break. We're talking sure. to Arthur Shopper. And a perfect example. Uh, uh, I knew this was going to be a very interesting and nuanced interview. And that's why I asked Arthur to do two <laughs> segments with me. And we will, when we get back, talk about some of his wins. And again, you don't have to agree with everything he says or does in order to support what he does uh, when it comes to those things you disagree or agree with. So we're not going to focus on that as much as we're going to talk about your wins and what you've done that many people can get behind. Everyone can. Arthur Shopper, we will be back uh, on Spouting Off right after this. Don't go away. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. They're not out to tell you the truth of what's happening. They're out to tell you the picture of the world that they represent. The mission of the Epoch Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements and facts, and prevent people from being misled. The Epoch Times is independent. We're not controlled by any special interest, and we never will be. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would ensnare this country in ignorance, and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. Subscribe today to our digital edition at theepochtimes.com and join the Americans who are seeking truth and tradition. Read the difference in all your devices. We'd love to have you on board. Are you tired of the same old snacks? Looking for something a little healthier than that bag of chips or candy bar? Even your average bag of trail mix these days is little more than peanuts, raisins, and candy-coated chocolate. 
not very healthy, is it? Allow me to introduce you to White Mountain Munchies. Made from 100% all-natural ingredients, White Mountain Munchies combines unique flavors with nutritional value that will tingle your taste buds and strengthen and sustain your overall health and wellness. Eating good never tasted so good. From Maggie's Maple Madness to Hannah's Heavenly Harvest, Grayson's Getaway Goodies, and our limited edition Christmas blend, Jacoby's Jolly Jumble, White Mountain Munchies offers nutritious and delicious snacks that the whole family is sure to love. Pick yours up now through our easy-to-use online store at whitemountainmunchies.com. White Mountain Munchies, non-GMO when you're on the go. The Reading Foundation provides evaluation and tutorial programs based upon the Orton-Gillingham philosophy of learning, based upon the study of language, how children acquire language, and the mechanisms involved in learning. All the learning pathways of the brain, visual, auditory, kinesthetic, and tactile are addressed and strengthened to build a strong foundation for the acquisition of reading skills. If you are interested in learning more, please contact the Reading Foundation for more information. The Reading Foundation is at 10 Northern Boulevard, Unit 19, Amherst, New Hampshire, 03031. Or you can email us at readingfoundation underscore rf at yahoo.com. And of course, you can call anytime at 603-882-0992. The Reading Foundation, Amherst, New Hampshire. Spouting Off with Karen Cataline will return in a moment. Hi, it's Karen Cataline. It's been almost a decade since I wrote Fat Lash Food Police in the Fear of Thin. It's about my early experiences in child beauty pageants and being put on extreme diets. Remember when that was shocking? Sadly, that seems like child's play compared to what we are watching today when politicians and woke corporations are actually advocating for the sexualization of children. Everyone's children. We're watching a frontal attack on childhood innocence. This is one story, my story. Fat Lash illustrates and explains why good boundaries are essential for kids to grow up healthy. They need their parents to set them, not the government. Get Fat Lash today. It's available in paperback or ebook at Amazon or at my website, KarenCataline.com. Karen Cataline puts the Judeo in Judeo Christian. Now back to Spouting Off. everyone to spouting off this is in my opinion my humble opinion talk radio at its best when people of like minds in some areas have disagreements in others but they hear each other out they cheer when uh, they do things that that uh, they support and they realize that we're all individuals we're not all cut from the same cloth. This is what's great. Uh, uh, and, and I'm so delighted to have with us uh, Arthur Shopper from Mass Resistance. Thanks for staying with us, Arthur. Absolutely. Um, and the reason that I in initially called you this time, because I've had you on before, and I'll have you on again, is that uh, I was utterly enchanted, and even mentioned it on my program last week, that in Idaho, for Drag Queen Story Hour, adults filled all of those seats and didn't allow children to sit in those seats, and the drag queens had to read and or perform for adults. This is what activism is about. Tell us about how that happened and uh, other successes that you've had to, to, um, uh, along, along these lines. Yeah, so one of our activists there in the Pocatello area, his name is David Worley, he came up with this idea, why don't we all just take the seats early on, this, on uh, uh, February the 11th? And I said, let's do it. Let's prevent these kids from being groomed and abused by these creepy men pretending to be women. And uh, that's exactly what they did. Our initial idea, we were going to have people come into the lobby 
and sing hymns as a way to disrupt the performance. But they said, well, why don't we just go in? And that's what they did. That's the kind of, it was that kind of a sit-in, you know, we have a you know, peaceful mass resistance to this perversion. What has been really exciting about this is that our effort there in Pocatello, it's getting attention all over the country. Steve Dace talked about what our team did. The Washington Times just reported on it. You're sharing about it. This is the kind of inspiration we want to inspire in as many, we want to instill in as many people as possible, not to just blindly put up with this and not just standing outside and holding a sign and saying, this is wrong. We need to stop them from abusing kids and abusing the public square to push these perversions. That's what our Idaho team did there. We have another Idaho team in northern Idaho. They just savagely have gone after the library board, demanding books to be removed. The new policy has been implemented, and the library director ultimately quit. Part of it's because she's not removing the books, and she doesn't want to deal with the pressure and the outrage from the parents in the community. We're not being polite about this anymore. There is no reason for us to be civil in the face of these perverted adults masquerading as professionals who think it is okay to push perversion, pornography, and predatory material onto children, all under this perverse and distorted guise of diversity, equity, inclusion, etc. There's stuff that shouldn't be included. There is no reason or right for a library to be allowing such obscene material to be around children. We have been helping. I mentioned our team in Campbell County, Wyoming. It is incredible the work they've done. They have stayed through the course. It's been a year and a half. They shut down a a transgender magician show. That's all about grooming. They were able to get that shut down. They have been able to sweep out a lot of the liberals in the county commission. They were able to get a new library board instituted, installed, that is now implementing excellent policies that will keep out the porn, keep out the smut, and put an end to this degrading indoctrination in their local libraries. They have had to face all kinds of headwinds to do this. In fact, too, the Campbell County Library Board, they did the unprecedented step of breaking away from the American Library Association entirely. The American Library Association ought to be classified as another hate group. They are a Marxist organization at this point, looking for every excuse to push all of these disgusting and degrading themes and topics into local communities. They are even teaching librarians how to get around local laws that don't allow obscenity obscenity to be pushed on kids. This is horrific. And this is what the American Library Association is doing now on a daily basis. And we've been exposing them too. Uh, We're happy to report we have a growing movement of expert witnesses that we work with. We are testifying in legislatures across the country to ban the sex mutilation of minors, to pass parents' rights legislation, and to to keep kids out of drag shows. You wrote an article about that two years ago. This is horror. This is absolute child abuse, and this is where I have to really burn down the libertarian mindset. Well, people should be able to do whatever they want to. We're talking about kids here. Abusing children, sexualizing children, 11-year-old drag queens uh, having little paper dollars stuck in their G-string is not is not live and let live. Um, No, it isn't. Those things would be... Uh, criminal, you know, they arrest people who look at uh, uh, child pornography online, and yet it's being promoted in our schools and somehow being defended. Uh, Arthur, I, I want to talk a little bit, I, I'm, and we can go back. Uh, I want to get this in. Let's talk about the retaliation that you've witnessed uh, by left-wing groups, and not just left-wing, I mean, whatever it may be. And you have much more direct experience in this, I wouldn't know. Number one is uh, you personally were called a white nationalist group, uh, You that you had ties to white nationalist groups. This has nothing whatsoever to do with race, but you were called, uh, you know, ties to a white nationalist group so they could demonize you and frame you. Um, exactly. People are being called book burners and censorers, even though the left will censor Mark Twain and uh, Mr. Potato Head. You're a book burner for censoring pornography. Thirdly, and I want you to talk about this, I read, unless I'm wrong, that the BLM were intimidating protesters at Drag Queen Story Hours. 
Uh, if that's true, I'd like to hear about it because, I mean, this is what you call uh, uh, intersectionality. If you are a an activist in one left-wing group, you're expected to be an activist in all left-wing groups. There you go. Right. So, I mean, the starting point, you know, we go right back to the hate group from Alabama that they, they try to call themselves, you know, something noble like the Southern Poverty Law Center. But again, they are a hate group. I'm not the only one saying this. John Stossel has pointed this out in an extensive expose he did on them. And we, but the most important thing is we fight back. We confront people. I, I, I keep thinking back what happened in Chula Vista four years ago when we were protesting the drag show there. We had people who tried to shut down our press conference in front of the library. And one of them right away started saying, you guys are white supremacists or whatever. And right away, I just shut him down and said, our organization was founded by an Orthodox Jew. How dare you talk to me like that? It shut her down. It shut her down. This is the mindset that a lot of pro-family groups just don't have, is that you confront and you fight back. It is just a basic mind shift. This is something that mass resistance extensively invests in, and we are successful. I mentioned about what I was able to do to that horrible newspaper up in Montana. We have had a considerable record. We have even gotten we've confronted numbers of newspapers and websites, and we share them all the truth about the hate group from Alabama. We've done the research, and we say, this is what they do. They've harassed Muslims. They go after Jews. They go after immigrants. They tried to shut down educational opportunities for African-American students. This was in Mississippi. We have the proof. We show this to people. And that word, intersectionality, exactly that. We use their standards. Because the newspapers if, you, if we say, well, the, the SPLC exists to defame conservatives, the newspapers will go, well, that's what we agree with. So you have to go after them on their standards. They care about intersectionality. They care about marginalized groups. And lo and behold, the SPLC has a long history of de- denigrating people in these marginalized communities. And we win every time. And a lot of people, it's almost embarrassing. They don't even, even here in my home city, people have tried to harass me with that. And I go, so you're okay with anti-Semitism. You're okay with attacking Muslims. You're okay with this because this is what the SPLC does. And it shuts them up. And I've never had a problem again. Uh, let's go to the, the second thing, this issue about book burning or, 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 or book bans. You, yes. you, you hit the nail on the head. This is not about banning material ideas or communications. This is about pornography. This is about smut. This is about obscenity. And there are legal standards which identify all of these elements. And this is a problem I'm also seeing on our side. You know, I, you know the, the left will say, you guys are banning books. You guys want to take away the freedom to read. We need to respond and saying, you don't believe in the freedom to read. You think that kids should look at pornography. That's what you want. And that's what we're against. You have to say that. We're not banning books. We're banning porn. You're okay well, with kids let me looking just, at pornography? Whoa. Let me just and throw in that we've had movie rating systems forever. Yes. Once upon a time, people on all political backgrounds agreed that you shouldn't take a seven-year-old to deep throat. Okay? You just don't. <laughs> exactly. But today, today, it's as if they they have succeeded in identifying grade schoolers as identifying as gay. This is, as a social worker, preposterous. And yet they're getting away with that notion that there are gay infants. This is insane. And, yeah, and pornography and, and obscenity... Karen. Is, and I've got to say real. this. I've got to. Yes. I've got to interject this. It isn't just crazy. It's evil. We have to mm. point out, and you know this. I'm just. I, we have to articulate that rhetorical reality. This is evil. It is perverted. It is evil uh, for anyone to say that a child is sexual at birth. It isn't just yeah. misguided. It's evil. It is evil when an elected official defends a book like Gender Queer being available to children. It is yeah. evil. And I'm going to go there. It is evil to redefine marriage to be something besides a man and a woman. It is evil to say to two adults, well, you can adopt any kid you want to. No, mom, the kids need a mom and a dad. We have to have that moral compass restored. That's where mass resistance comes in. And when you have that hard-edged, grounded stance, you can withstand all the evils thrown at you. You punch right back and you win. So we talked about you talked about how you asked me about dealing with the defamation from the left, the lie about banning books. What was the third thing? Oh, uh, let's see. 
I, oh, it was, is it true that the BLM attended some kind of drag queen story hour to harass and intimidate protesters who found something wrong with drag queen story hour? I mean, it's, it's bizarre, but I did read that. Are you familiar with that, that they are sending in their leftist organizations to intimidate people from even protesting and holding a sign and saying, I believe this is wrong. So I, I don't know about Black Lives Matter, specifically like in Idaho. I can tell you that in Texas, we have our activists there. When they protest Drag Queen Story Hour, you have Antifa showing up and they have guns because you're allowed to open carry in Texas. I don't want that taken away, but it just shows you how sick and demonic Antifa is that they want to carry guns and will fight to the death to defend a perverted adult to groom children. I apologize. And it might be Antifa. You know, it might it. not there you be go. because it's... they're both very similar. And, and the idea there is you're not allowed to disagree. We'll tell you what's right and wrong. We'll tell you what's good or bad. And if you disagree, you're anti-anti this, that, or the other, and you deserve to be but shut down the... one way or the other. This is probably, you know, and, and where we talk about this departure point, but we're at a point now, it's, you know, the David French mentality of, you know, you know, where live and let live push to its absurd extension. He defends drag queens reading to kids. David French has done that. That is outrageous. That is not commensurate with natural law. It is not commensurate with natural right. We're, at, we're past the point of debating this. We're talking about children that are being abused. This is child abuse. And I'm not going to discuss it with somebody. I think about the activists in Brisbane, Australia, two years ago, three years ago, when they went into a library and they just shut down the drag show. They, they shouted, drag queens are not for kids. We're not going to discuss this. We have got to have that kind of right. moral outrage at this point. It's not a debate. Uh, we have about a minute left. And um, I will just say for the record, I have worked with adults who have been sexualized as children, wrote a yep. book about it. It does real damage to children that can yep. affect them the entire rest of their lives. This is real yep. damage. Tell everybody how they can find you, follow you, learn more if they would like to support you at all. Absolutely. Our website is massresistance.org, M-A-S-S-R-E. It's this mass and resistance. Put them together. Uh, people can email me directly, arthur at massresistance.org to get in touch with me. We have a group in Tennessee that just reached out to us today asking for help. Uh, visit our website. We have the we have social media. We have Twitter. We have Facebook as well. Uh, we depend, you know, we rely on individuals who support what we're doing and want to fight back and take the culture back. And we invite every person who wants to be in that fight to come join us. Uh, Arthur Shopper, S-C-H-A-P-E-R, pronounced Shopper. Thank you always for being available to us and to share what you're doing. Take care. Thanks so much, Karen. My pleasure. Well, that does it for this edition. We'll be back on uh, Thursday and Friday for more spouting off. Speak up, stand up, and don't censor yourself. <laughs>